This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Bite Size Business Breakfast. Everything that Richard and myself have been up to this morning, Tuesday, December the 27th. That includes... A massive session talking about the new unemployment insurance scheme, which is coming into force on the 1st of January. So many questions. We didn't let our lawyer leave. We kept Lisa Marut, who is an associate in Clyde & Co.'s employment department, in the studio for two sessions this morning because everyone wanted to know how it was going to work. This is, we don't say must listen very often, but it's something you need to get your head around because it is mandatory. Every employee in the private and the public sector is going to have to get involved. So Lisa has the details. We've also been looking ahead to New Year's Eve, particularly some of the more expensive seats in Dubai Mall to watch the fountains. Nando's is five grand if you're going to sit out on the terrace. We've been speaking to the local managing director, George Canapoli. Middle week between Christmas and New Year, Brandy, normally fairly quiet, but one story has put the cat among the pigeons today, and that is the employment story, isn't it? Just to recap, employment insurance kicks in on the 1st of January with a few bells and whistles and a bit of uh, leeway and a bit of wiggle room, but we had so many questions for your lawyer guest, didn't we? Yeah, we did indeed. Lisa from Clyde & Co. was in with us this morning. She is in the employment team there. It is less than a week um, until the new employment uninsurance scheme kicks in. It's mandatory, uh, so you have to register for it and you have to pay it if you are an employee in the private or the public sector. How it works, what happens if you don't, and most importantly, how you qualify for the money if you are let go, and you have to be let go, you can't resign, is something that we have been discussing this morning. And these are conversations that we are going to continue to have on the business breakfast with employment and hopefully government experts as well. But we had no shortages of questions coming in this morning. um, And I'm sure that we will be getting more. Now, other stories we're covering today. Dubai Real Estate, record in 2022 and it's not even finished yet this is numbers from property finder and they say so far this year first 11 months 240 billion dirhams worth of deals that's almost quarter of a trillion it's about 30 percent almost up on 2021 which itself was not a slow year so what does it mean for real estate it means big bonuses for real estate brokers it means great bonuses for real estate developers but what about for the economy of dubai as a whole for most of us who do not work in real estate. Here's Jeanne Walters. She's an economist with Emirates MBD. A report by Property Finder suggests the Dubai real estate market has experienced a bumper year with a significant increase in the number of transactions. Data from the Dubai Land Department would also point to a very strong rebound in residential property prices in 2022. Real estate activities undoubtedly make an important contribution to Dubai's economic activity, accounting for just over 5.3% of real GDP in 2021. And of course, beyond the buying, selling and leasing of properties, real estate also makes a significant contribution in terms of construction activity in the Emirates. What are the other big economic stories we're covering today is China. There's zero COVID policy continues to crumble. The latest brick in the wall to fall is quarantine when you arrive in China. Now, that doesn't mean that tourists like Dane or Brandy or myself can go there. But if you're Chinese or if you've got a work permit or some other valid reason to visit, you can visit China. And from the 8th of January, no quarantine, not in the hotel, 
not at home. It's a significant development. Before we hear from Jeanne on this, on the economic implications for the UAE, have a listen to this. This is Xinhua, the official Chinese news agency, and their report on the fact that business at railway stations in the past couple of weeks has shot up a zero-COVID policy is wound back. China has seen a notable rebound in railway passenger trips in recent days. Last week, China announced a new set of measures to optimize its COVID-19 response, ranging from allowing home quarantine for mild and asymptomatic cases to reduce nucleic acid tests to make it easier for people to travel and enter public venues. So what are the economic implications for the world and for the UAE? China is our biggest trade partner. Here's Jean Walters again. China has announced that it will drop quarantine rules for inbound travelers from the 7th of January. Previously, inbound travelers had been required to spend five days at a state-supervised facility before completing a further three days at home. Pre-COVID, China was in the top five source markets for Dubai, and we've seen visitor numbers in 2022 remaining 15% below 2019 levels, in part due to travel from China remaining limited. And easing in the inbound quarantine rules is definitely a move in the right direction, but there still remain significant hurdles to travel to and from China particularly given significant outbreaks currently being experienced there. That is John Walters, an economist at Emirates MBD on China opening up. This is the Bite Size Business Breakfast, exclusively on DubaiEye1038.com. We're talking about the economics of New Year's Eve, just a few days away. This was the moment last year when the fireworks exploded on Burj Khalifa. And it's always a happy new year for our next guest, George Kudapali, Managing Director of Nando's here in the UAE. Morning, George. Good morning, Richard and Brandy. And that's because you charge up to 5,000 dirhams per person to watch the fireworks enjoying chicken at your Nando's restaurant in Dubai Mall opposite the Burj Khalifa. Are people still paying 5,000 dirhams each this year? Yeah, incredibly, yes. Um, There's huge demand and we have already sold about half of the total number of tickets available. And uh, we are truly excited. And like every year, the inquiries start from about October. And uh, people are walking into the restaurant, choosing their tables. And they know they have to share those tables uh, if they're not taking up an entire table for four. And uh, this year, we hope to sell out by 28th, 29th. Okay, so you've yeah. got, so if you've pictured, if you don't know Nando's in Dubai Mall, it's a, it's a restaurant in Dubai Mall opposite the fountain. It's a relatively small terrace you've got, but you also take over additional seats, don't you, on the promenade for New Year's Eve? That's correct. Uh, we have 80 seats on the terrace and we add 96 seats on the promenade. Right, and, and there's different tiers of seating, so 5,000 dirhams yeah. down to 2,500 dirhams yeah. if you want a view. Correct. Uh, if uh, closer to the Dubai fountain and the best view of the Burj is 5,000, then it goes down to 4,000, then to, to 3,000. And our terrace, which is about 80 seats, is at 2,500 a seat. And kids pay half that. Okay, fine. So clearly you do the microeconomics and the optimal pricing strategy. Mm-hmm. You figure out that you can get this. Here we are on Tuesday, December the 27th. What, four days to go? About half of it sold out. Is that typical? Do you expect to have more bookings by this stage? Um, no, this, uh, this year has been exceptional. Normally we sell the bulk of the tickets on the 30th and uh, by about 3 p.m. on 31st because there are a lot of walk-ins. You get walk-ins paying yes. five grand for a table. Yes, and uh, what's surprising is uh, people, when we tell them it's 2,500, 
and they are like, yes, they're dollars or euros. And we tell them it's dirhams and they're like, oh, uh, so people are willing to pay more is what I understand. That's a bargain. I'll wow. take a table. We were wondering this morning, George, about your own costs for this. Do you have to pay a fee to the mall management for those seats on the terrace and on the promenade? So the terrace is already part of our restaurant space. uh, So that's included in the rent that we pay per year. The promenade area is uh, leased from the mall for just an evening. And there is a fee that we pay and uh, per, per seat and then we have additional costs in terms of furniture, tables and chairs and crockery and uh, linen and uh, security and uh, the gift hamper and the overall decor. So, yes, there are added costs which happen only for the New Year's Eve. What's the fee per seat that you have to pay on the promenade? Uh, we pay in excess of about 500 dirhams per seat. Okay, so yeah. you've you've got rent effectively that you're paying for the night on That's that right. yeah. as well. Do you have to pay that whether the seat fills or not? Uh, we have to pay that whether the seat fills or not. Yeah, That's the business risk we take. And we were wondering as well, because normally you'd have quite a quick turnover at a Nando's. I mean, you'd be filling those tables and, and turning them over several times. Is mm-hmm. it just a single seating for New Year's? It's just a single seating for New Year and uh, we serve from 8 p.m. to 12 midnight, unlimited. So we, we, Brandy and I were speculating earlier, what's the typical turnaround? So let's take, for example, the Friday night, the 30th. Mm-hmm. Our guess would be typical turnover would be about half an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, is that a ballpark uh, correct? For us, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. Is and it really as long as you that? you are uh, on the terrace, uh, customers tend to spend a little longer because the fountain activates every 30 minutes so you try to catch at least uh, two views Uh, so people tend to spend a little longer there but you're dealing with less guests on new year's eve overall yes and presumably if the roads are restricted Mm -hmm. um, on new year's eve that's right you're not are you doing deliveries still out of there Uh, so uh, until lunch business is uh, normal a la carte and then we get set for the new year's eve setup and then we continue a la carte till about um, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., depending upon how the mall performs. And um, then uh, your New Year's Eve ticket holders start moving in. They've got um, wristbands and then the security moves in. Uh, Mohammed bin Rashid Boulevard is uh, closed from about 2 p.m. So it's only uh, everybody is walking in. So the mall is quite an experience on New Year's Eve. And then what's uh, amusing is as soon as the fireworks is done, Everything clears up in less than half an hour. I mean, it's like empty. How do they get home? Um, public transport as well as uh, you have to walk to your... Uh, the Dubai Mall parking levels are almost full. And then you have public transport, the metro, uh, pickup points, and then everybody's out. And we need to clear all that furniture, stack it up. And by four in the morning, it looks like New Year's Eve never happened. Will you be there? Um, of course. Is it a big money maker for you, New Year's Eve, once we take all of those costs and that lost business into account? See, it's um, if in, in top line terms, yes, it's our biggest night. Uh, but um, on bottom line terms, I would still say it's one of the good nights, yeah. But uh, would we not do it? We'll certainly do it. And it's what makes us uh, what we are. We want to be in the middle of a celebration. We want to be in the middle of what's happening. And it's probably the best uh, view on the Dubai Mall Promenade, we are right in front of the fountain. And 
So, again, Brandy and I were speculating about how much chicken you will shift on that night. I know it's unlimited, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, we've all got limited appetites. My guess is if you've got, you know, six hours of just one customer, mm-hmm. there will be less inventory to shift than there would be if you were turning those tables over every 45 minutes to one hour. So, in terms of uh, chicken movement, because it's a set menu and we are serving continuously, uh, customers also tend to consume a lot more than what they would consume. There is obviously <laughs> some wastage. Uh, we don't want to serve cold food. So when it's on the table for a while, then we replenish it. So uh, in terms of consumption wise, it's probably uh, thrice what we would normally consume on a weekend. I mean, it's more. It's more, certainly. Even though you've only got one sitting. Certainly, because uh, every table's got the torre espetada, every table's got the appetizers, the salads, the sides, the beverages. So it's constant free flow and people tend to order because you're there from 8 p.m. till 12 midnight and uh, the uh, experience other than the fountain it's purely the uh, vibe so people tend to what about your other 19 restaurants across the uae you've got 20 this one's clearly front and center new year's eve yeah what about the others just business Um, as usual mall based restaurants tend to do well um, but they all do far better than a normal weekend and uh, the Community centers uh, slow down because people are not really, uh, say, for example, Greens. Greens does not do exceptionally well on Christmas Day or a New Year's Eve. But uh, the day after Christmas and the day after New Year is equally busy. Comfort food. <laughs> Finally, what happens if it rains? Weather's really bad at the moment. I was thinking about that while I was driving down. I was like, we've always had this fear because it always rains in the last week of December. Uh, the weather gets kind of cold and uh, you start thinking, will it, won't it, will it? But rains have till date not hurt us. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, it rained till about 4 p.m. and then it cleared up and we had a great New Year's Eve. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed. And if it does? God save us. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be that bad. George, good talking to you. Appreciate your time this morning. George Kodapalli so is the Manager Director of Nando's for the UAE. Busy night for you at New Year's Eve. Tickets still available. 5,000 dirhams ahead to watch the fireworks. Catch up on the business headlines with the Bite Size Business Breakfast. And it's less than a week until the UAE's first unemployment insurance scheme rolls out. We've got a lawyer in this morning to take your questions. Lisa Marod is an associate in Clyde & Co's Employment Department. Lisa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Brandy. Do you want to just briefly remind us how the unemployment insurance scheme is going to work? Yes, sure. So this unemployment insurance scheme is the first of its kind um, in the United Arab Emirates, which will be kicking in on the 1st of January uh, 2023. Um, The onus of subscribing to the unemployment insurance actually lies on the employee. So employee um, need employees need to get themselves up to speed by the 1st of January 2023 because it will then be mandatory for them to comply with this requirement and take out an unemployment insurance. Um, The unemployment insurance um, is priced based on the employee's basic salary. So employees having 16,000 dirhams basic salary or less will pay five dirhams a month for the unemployment insurance and employees with more than 16,000 basic salary will pay 10 dirhams a month. And what do I get for that? You get, um, in case you will be unemployed, um, you get um, 60% of your salary for a period of a maximum of three months per claim. 
Um, however, this compensation is kept um, at 10,000 dirhams per month where you have paid five dirhams into the unemployment insurance scheme. So where your basic salary was 16,000 dirhams or less. And um, the compensation is kept at 20,000 dirhams where you have paid um, 10 dirhams um, a month. And it's mandatory. Yes, it is actually mandatory. So the legislation says that if you are an employee in the private sector or even an employee in the government sector, you have to subscribe to the unemployment insurance scheme and you have time to do it until end of June 2023. Do we know what the penalties are for not? Yeah, we we know it. So um, the legislation is saying that if you're subscribing late, so you're subscribing later than end of June 2023, there's a penalty of 200 dirhams. But it seems to be a one-time penalty, which the ministry actually can deduct from the wages protection system. So they have the authority to directly deduct it from your salary. Where you don't subscribe to the unemployment insurance and it's picked up at the time of the renewal of your work permit, you pay a fine of 400 dirhams. And the Ministry of Human Resources and Emiratization has the authority to actually not renew your work permit. Okay, so quite the incentive to to do it then. Exactly. How do I register? Well, um, there are a lot of insurance providers who are grouped under one overarching uh, insurance company. Um, you can um, access their website. Um, you can subscribe via the website. But there are also a lot more channels than that. As we know, the UAE are always quite modern when it comes to subscribing to services. So you can subscribe via an ATM. You can subscribe via SMS. Uh, you can even subscribe via money exchange offices, but the subscriptions are not open yet. So you will still have to wait. And this was one of the chats at the Boxing Day party I was at <laughs> yesterday. People thinking, I need to get this organized. I need to get this done. Um, but it's not until the 1st of January that you can start. Yes, that's right. If you're accessing the website, uh, you will see that they're announcing it, but they're actually also saying that you have to wait until the 1st of January 2023 until you're able to subscribe. What do we know about how the money is going to be collected, the actual logistics of doing this? Um, well, we know at the moment that there will be different um, uh, schedules of payment. So you can decide basically if you want to pay monthly, if you want to pay uh, once every six months or if you want to pay the whole um, premium annually. Um, and it seems, for example, if you're going to choose to subscribe via SMS, that the premium will be deducted from your phone bill, for example, where you're going to subscribe via the ATM. It's our understanding that the money will basically deduct it from your, from your debit card with which you're accessing um, the ATM. So we have different channels of subscribing and different ways to pay the premium. We're getting quite a few questions in for you, Lisa. Um, if anyone does want to ask any legal questions, Lisa, about this, um, uh, we have the text message system 4001. We have our free messenger app. Uh, Richard, I'm going to presume that you know the WhatsApp number. I do. I, I don't know it, but producer Isa has told me it. It is 04871 Yeah, we might have to keep you for a few more minutes as well, Lisa, because they are coming in now thick and fast. How long do you need to have been in a job for to qualify for this protection? Yeah, you need to have paid the premium for 12 months, so for uh, 12 months continuously, um, So, which basically means you have to be employed in the UAE for 12 months and then you get the three months per claim uh, unemployment protection, either for the full three months or until you find a new job 
um, whatever comes earlier. Do you have to have been, I think this is what's being asked here, in the same job for 12 months? No, you it, it's not necessary that you have the same job. You just have to pay the premium for 12 months. So let's say you're with one employer for four months, then you change jobs and you're going to be with another employer for eight months. But in total, you paid the premium for full 12 months. You will be eligible to receive compensation if your employment with the second employer ends. Now, that employment ending has to be that you've been let go, am I right, rather than you've resigned? Yeah, so the legislation says that you will not be entitled to receive compensation if you have resigned. That's one of the cases where you are not getting anything. The legislation mentions a second exclusion, which basically says if you are terminated for disciplinary reasons. At this point in time, there's no clarity what this actually means. I would say my interpretation is that it means that you that you were terminated with immediate effect. So one of the harshest reasons under the labor law, which would also exclude you from getting the premium. But there's no clarity on this um, kind of second exclusion that they call termination for disciplinary reasons. Do you, as a lawyer, foresee um, potential uh, disagreements here? Um, between employers and employees about why people are being let go if there's this buffer money at stake. Yes, I really do. Um, Because there's one very large um, case of uncertainty for me at the moment. We often see employment relationships ending by way of a mutual agreement. So where both parties say it doesn't make sense to work together anymore. Let's just have a settlement agreement and let's just end this here. And this is kind of one of the factors of uncertainty for me because for employers, it always has a benefit to have this kind of settlement agreement um, because you know where you are at at the end of the employment relationship if you have such a document and if you have a mutual agreement. But the legislation is not clear whether you get the unemployment benefit if you have concluded a settlement agreement. So my, I would say, fear at the moment with this scheme is that it will be harder for employers to reach a kind of mutual exit because employees will be fond to be terminated in order to get um, the compensation benefits under the unemployment insurance instead of reaching a mutual exit. I'm just going to run through those that we are getting in this morning. Um, two sides of the employer coin here. We've got someone messaging in saying, do employers have to pay into this scheme? So um, employers don't have to pay anything for that scheme. Um, It's the employee who actually needs to take out the insurance and also needs to pay the premium. However, it is the employer's obligation to explain this to employees. So the legislation says that employers should ensure that employees know about their obligation to subscribe to the unemployment insurance scheme. And on the other side, I've got someone asking, can employers pay the premium for their employees? Well, yes, employers can pay the premium, but employers won't be able to pay the premium directly to the insurance company because it's a personal insurance in the employee's name. However, of course, you can introduce a kind of unemployment allowance, let's say, um, into your employment contract where you pay five or ten dirhams. Um, in addition to their salary per month, which would then cover the premium for the unemployment insurance. We've got a number of people asking about the basic salary that this is calculated on and what counts 
as your basic salary? Um, so um, the premium for the unemployment insurance is calculated uh, on the basis of the basic salary that's set out in your employment contract. Usually we will see a split of salary in employment contracts, usually into basic salary, which should be um, the biggest part of your salary. Um, then we sometimes see allowances such as housing allowance um, or transportation allowance. Um, so employees should check the latest copy of their employment contract that they have and there they will see um, the basic salary. If there's no split into basic salary and allowances, the entire salary as shown in the employment contract will be regarded um, as basic salary. And um, the um, uh, the amount of basic salary um, that counts um, is it's either 16,000 basic salary or less then you pay five dirhams premium per month or it's more than 16,000 uh, dirhams basic salary, in which case you will be paying 10 dirhams premium per month. I've got a question about what happens with temporary contracts. Someone saying, what is this based on, either the work permit or the contract with your employer? They say, I've got a six-month temporary contract, but my work permit is for two years. So in such a case, um, if your work permit is for two years and you have a different contract that has been concluded for six months, it might be the case that you have also concluded another employment contract that's registered with the Ministry of Human Resources and Emiratization. So it would be prudent um, to talk to your employer and have the records check in order to get a copy of the ministry contract. So you can see which basic salary has been included into the ministry contract, because very likely this is what the insurance companies will take as a basis. So they might not look at to, at your six months temporary contract. They rather look at the documentation that is registered with the Ministry of Human Resources. So my advice would be to talk to your employer and get copies of your latest contract. We've also got someone saying, what if you are self-employed, but you pay yourself a wage? Well, um, the unemployment insurance has some exceptions. So whilst it applies to all employees in the private sector and the government sector in the, uh, in the UAE, it does not apply to business owners working in their own company. So if you own a business and you kind of work for yourself, you are exempt uh, to pay unemployment insurance contributions. And there are further exemptions, such as, for example, for domestic workers, um, juveniles under the age um, of 18 um, and retirees who took on a new employment in the UAE. So if you're already above the retirement age, you also don't have to pay uh, for your unemployment insurance. I've got someone asking, do you still, are you still covered? Do you still count um, if you are in the the trial period, the probation period of your of your employment? Yes, so you have a certain deadline to subscribe to the unemployment um, insurance scheme. So if you take on new employment, um, they give you four months' time from the issuance of your work permit to take out the unemployment insurance. However, usually we see that probation periods in the UAE are six months. This is um, what I see at least on a on a daily basis. So you might have to take out the unemployment insurance before the expiry of your probationary period, if your probationary period is six months, because you only have the four months time to do that. What this question is asking as well, though, is if you are let go at the end of your probationary period, if it, if it doesn't 
work out, are you covered by the scheme? Will you get the money? Well, um, since the scheme will newly be introduced um, at the beginning um, of January, and one condition to get the benefit is that you must have paid the premium for at least uh, 12 months, um, it is likely that you won't get the benefit um, if you're now taking out a new employment and you will, you will not have paid 12 months of premiums into the unemployment insurance scheme. But going forward, once we have had this, yes, yes. Once you once you have paid for at least twelve months continuously, you will also get it if you are let go during probation. This is not an exemption that's mentioned in the legislation. Super quickly, free zones as well. What about the DIFC? Um, it's, this is something that's not very clear at the moment. So the legislation refers to private sector, which is very broad and which would include all the free zones as well. We have spoken to some of the free zones and it seems that for them it's also a bit unclear at this point in time. So when it comes to free zone, it's a kind of watch this space um, at the moment. We'll have to wait and see what the free zones are going to announce, whether they are following um, the Ministry of Human Resources. From the legislation itself, it seems that it also applies to free zones. Thank you so much for staying with us uh, for two sessions this morning. Uh, Lisa Marud is the associate we've been speaking to this morning from Clyde & Co. from their employment department, speaking to us about the UAE's unemployment insurance scheme, which rolls out on the 1st. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.